We have a beautiful new segment that we are going to debut on the pre-show today that is called Deconstructing Dumb Shit. It's almost as, That's, if, you as know, if these people that are getting into these programs have no actual sense of what money really is and what it really means because they've never had a fucking job before their whole life. Everything's taken <laughs> care of them for their whole life. Do you see there's a new petition coming out of Eastern Washington to split Washington oh, yeah. down the middle? To, they want to call it liberty. Get it going, Colin. Live. Let's sit down. We're out here. We're streaming. We're live. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the streets live show, live stream, pre-show. What is it, episode seventy? God damn, sixty-nine. Should, sixty-nine. What? Sixty-nine. It was. Oh shit! <laughs> God damn, I wrote down the wrong number. Either way, thank you guys number. for joining us. Six nine. Boom. Third time. Thank you again for joining us. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin, and we are Salt of the Streets. Thank you for joining us on our Facebook live stream, Salt of the Streets. We have our Instagram at Salt of the Streets. We have our fucking YouTube at Salt of the Streets. We have our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. He has a big bird off you on both of those things. You can see that right there. You can find all this on saltofthestreets.com. It's a beautiful website. It's fantastic. We post things on it all the time. There you go. Look at lights those lights. <laughs> it's fantastic. Today we have a beautiful new segment that we are going to debut on the pre-show today that is called deconstructing dumb shit at least <laughs> for now that's what it's called that is a working title but it's it's you know that's what it, we got it right works now. on a lot of levels yeah so we <laughs> are going to we're going to take a look into that we're going to talk about today on the show we're going to talk about some democratic debates it was horrible i hated watching it we're going to talk about them we're going to talk about john bolden resigning maybe being fired this week who really knows and also meeting that was supposed to go on with the taliban we're also going to talk about some concerns i have regarding the emoluments clause and mike pence and some travel and just some sketchy shit that is going on and also a letter i am drafting to our representative Derek kilmer in regards to the emoluments clause so boom there we go uh we are also going to talk about antonio brown in the sports segment, we're not going to get into that in the pre-show. Um, we're not. I'm not going to say how deep we're going to get into actually what happened because who knows how I'm going to feel by the time we get to sports. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to talk about it, and we're going to at least you know brush over the allegations. Um, either way, yeah, we I've decided gonna, we can't talk about sports during the pre-show because then that's all the pre-show is. So unless we yeah, want sports. to do that, it's <laughs> always it's just a sports pre-show. Yes. So. Not that not that we have a problem with long form conversation. <laughs> Our problem is there's just not enough time for all of it. Yeah. Good morning. Thank you guys for joining us, everyone who is here. Uh, so, Colin, before we continue, before we start this new segment, I need you to tell me. Even though I saw a picture, I need you yep. to tell everyone what you, you tell ate people. before we got here today. I had three eggs, hash three browns, eggs. Uh, and then some sausages nice. and some. I had I had this weird craving for tortillas for this tortillas. morning, so I just warmed up two tortillas and I didn't put anything on them. Just you just ate, ate them. them. Did you yeah. put anything inside of them? Nope. Just fold them in like you know quarters. And I don't know. I like uh, I like things. Did you hear something? I I think it's just the wind. It could be. Could be the wind. It's like a we do, we do. I mean, our studio outside? is in a flat a, steel box. Is there? Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter as no one can hear it, I'm sure. Um, so we, god damn it. Oh, I know. It's, like, it's the dog's toy. Oh, oh, that makes more sense. I but thought that, I like, maybe your it. cousin was like fucking around, like, doing something outside. Like, 
I, I like raking or something, but it's the dog's toy. That makes yeah. sense. Squeak, so squeak, squeak. We can continue now with the show. So we're going to start with something that is called Deconstructing Dumb Shit. So let me go ahead and pull up our pre-show on my... Oh, actually, I can pull up because I have these saved things that I'm not going to post, but I want you to be able to see them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to like reference them. So I have things that are saved here. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. So Deconstructing Dumb Shit, for anyone who did not see or hear me talk about it, Earlier this week, I am going to pull posts that I find from social media that I think are super ignorant. And I am going to talk about why I think they're super ignorant. And I'm not going to call anyone out. I'm not going to use anyone's names because that's fucked up. But I may or may not quote the shit that you have said. And so you may or may not know that I'm talking about you. (laughs) And if you're not happy about it, you can message me and we'll talk about it. But I'm going to explain to you why I use that in this segment. So this is unintentionally a 9-11 themed deconstructing dumb shit. Makes sense. Because if you were on social media at all on 9-11 again, uh, you know, we just want to take a second to remember everybody who was there. You know, it was obviously... um, (laughs) 18 years. Yeah, which is... Wild. Right? Um, Pete Buttigieg said it during the debate, but like you think about an 18-year-old person now who's eligible for military service might not have been alive. Yeah, when that happened even know that it happened weird so the first post we'll start with we'll start no we'll start over here right so there is there was two big themes i think that you saw if you were on social media on 9-11 right one was togetherness patriotism you know right and the other one is the side of like people who are from middle east or you know immigrants that were here that caught a whole rash of shit in the wake of mm-hmm. of 9-11, right? Which is an, is a thing that happened, right? Yep. So I say it's still happening today. So so I'm going to preface this, right? Saying I am not by any means defending the way that people, immigrants from the Middle East or anyone like that, were treated in the wake of 9-11 because it was horrible, right? My point with this, because this first post is a slew of tweets from people who are, you know, talking about their experiences in being persecuted or, you know, judged, prejudiced, whatever. Oh, word. Because they were Middle Eastern in the wake of non-war, right? So I'm not trying to brush over that, right? Because I'm not trying to say that that didn't happen. But I think the more important thing about that is the way that that changed our country and the way that it still affects us now. And and I think that the way that it brought us together is important, right? Because Mm -hmm. even though this happened, that doesn't erase the immense amount of patriotism and togetherness that came from that, right? In unification from a cause, whether or not we thought that people thought that going to war was the right thing, but that this was a horrible thing that happened to America and it should never have happened and we never want to see it again. Oh yeah. Right? I mean this was this was the time where on the twelfth of September you saw American flags lining almost every city street across America. I mean, there was just so much blatant unity. Right around you know the country as a whole and standing together and like you said uniting as kind of one to get through this this tragedy that befell us so this particular post was a repost of all like all of these tweets right Mm -hmm. and the caption above it says if you find yourself wistful for that america that was so quote-unquote together on its ideals not divided by silly political beliefs you're probably white right I don't think that race has anything to do 
with finding unity in what happened on 9-11-2001. Negative. Right? So, because I... God, this is fucking so irritating. I don't <laughs> think so that, you know, black people found that, well, they're... That's what we get, you know? Like, I don't I don't think that that race was... Like I said, and I'm not brushing over, I'm not trying to paint over what happened, right? How people were treated in the wake of that. But I don't think that takes away from I, what I think is the more important message of unity on that day, right? This is not yeah. something that should be forgotten. It's not something that shouldn't be talked about. But on the day of 9-11, when we're talking about thousands of people having been murdered in a terrorist attack, is the more important thing not... The way that it brought us together and the way that it affects us now. Yeah. Is that not the more important that thing? That is right? substantially more important. So, again, I, it's not that I don't think this should be talked about. It's not that I don't think that it's important. But I think on 9-11, I think that the more important thing is the positive message that carried out. Definitely. Right? I think that's more important. Yeah. Right? So, this next post, right? <clears throat> and... And part of the thing that I think is frustrating about that first one is that it's not presented with the context that, again, doesn't erase what happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Sorry. So, so the I first took a one, sneak peek at so that So I one. think it's also important. The first one doesn't provide the context. Again, it doesn't erase what happened. But you have to consider the absolute minuscule amount that the majority of America even knew about the religion of Islam. When that happened, right? The knowledge of, of the general American that we have now that we possess about the religion of Islam is, is immense compared to what it was then. And it's right? still like infinitesimally small. So, so again, it doesn't erase what happened there, but the fact that people, most people didn't know that all people who were Muslim were not trying to destroy America, that like, that was a pretty pervasive thought then because people didn't know that. The way that it's presented was not, Yep, you're seeing that. You're yep. seeing it correctly. So, <laughs> um, so again, it doesn't erase it, right? But you have to consider with the context that people did not know, partially because of the way it's presented in the media, partially because people were so upset, partially because oh, yeah. people wanted revenge. They didn't recognize, didn't understand that there is a difference between Islam and radical Islamic terrorists, right? Because those are two vastly different things. The majority of people who are Muslim do not wish death on America, right? Especially not the people who live here, you know? They, you know what I'm saying? Especially the people who live here, right? So I think it's important for that context to be provided. Again, it doesn't erase it. It doesn't make it okay. The same way that it doesn't make slavery okay, they were like, oh, we just didn't know. You know, we just were fucking stupid and ignorant. It doesn't make it okay, but it's important to provide that context, especially when you're talking about people like Thomas Jefferson shit, mm -hmm. you know, that they're writing actively. And I'm not trying to dial deep into this, you know, but, but, but when you're talking about stuff like that, he's writing actively at the time about how unjust slavery is and own slaves, right? Yep. Like how fucked up, you know, how, how, you know what I'm saying? To me, it's a similar ideal, Right. I can see that. That it, that it doesn't thread. it doesn't make it acceptable. It's still fucked up, you know, but you have to understand the context of when that was happening, right? Yep. So this post was shared on 9-11 also, right? This is the second one. And it's a, it was a reshare of this of this meme, right? That says it's a picture of the Twin Towers where the second plane is about to fly into it. And it says, Every time a Muslim stands up in Congress and tells us that they will change the Constitution, impeach our president, or vote for socialism. Remember, you said you would never forget. They said they would destroy us from within. So it's also important to know, Muslim is spelled incorrectly in this <laughs> yeah, post, right? It's M-O-S-L-E-M. <laughs> that is not the way that you spell Muslim. So use that to paint, you know, the true validity of this post, right? Yeah. Also... I think that this is a really good example of an unacceptable 
idea towards people who are Muslim, right, in America today and in the world today, right? This is some ignorant shit that you would expect to see the day after 9-11-2001 that you're like, God damn, these motherfuckers are trying to take us down from within. Yeah, you know, everybody's lost It's in been the, 18 the years. If you, don't add, if you don't now understand and recognize the difference between someone who is Muslim and a radical Islamic terrorist... You are fucking ignorant. That's it. There's no excuse. That's you are fucking ignorant. If you can't see someone walking around in some type of head cover and think that's fucking terrorist, you're fucking ignorant. That makes that's shitty. I'm not gonna say you're a piece of shit, but that's shitty. That is a shitty thing for you to think. Super racist. Super fucking prejudiced. Really fucked up. You know, here we're not one to throw around like that person's a racist. That is fucking racist if that is the way that you carry out your life. If you are still thinking everyone who's Muslim is trying to take down America, you're fucking idiot. That's that is fucking ignorant, right? So I'd say America's probably the home for the it's probably the only home for a real kind of version of secular Islam. Yeah. I mean, if there's any room for that right. at all, you're gonna have that in America because we don't believe in things like you know theocracy which sharia, sharia law is you know what i'm saying it's something yeah. that's not accepted here it's not something you cannot conduct your life under sharia law and yeah. live a legal life in america where you can expect to not at any point do some fucking jail time probably prison time you know it's impossible you can't live out your life that way Mm-mm. unless you you know what i'm saying make a little cult somewhere and you're off in a distance living your own fucking life when no one's reporting that shit yep. but if you're living in happens. a regular neighborhood and and you're trying to live under Sharia law. Someone's going to report your ass for some fucked up shit that they saw you do, right? Yep. So, so I, 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 I'm glad I saw these two things on the same day because I think they're connected in the way. Like I said, the first one where it talks about all these different tweets about the way the terrible ways that people were treated, mm-hmm. that you know, Middle Eastern immigrants were treated at that time, right? In the wake of that, I think it's important to provide that context. Again, it doesn't it doesn't erase that, right? Yeah. This is an example of something that I think you could be actively upset about seeing this now, right? Because it doesn't come with the same context that, oh, people don't know, you know? We're not educated about Islam, so we don't know, you know, that there's not a difference. When at the time in 2001, that may have been, again, it doesn't, it doesn't wipe it away, but it's an easier way to explain why someone may have reacted that way. Mm-hmm. If this is how you're reacting now, you're ignorant. You're choosing not to understand what is going on, or you just don't give a fuck. You know, so I think it's important that these two things are provided or are maybe not important, almost fucking poetic that they're provided together. Yeah, right. right. That the second one, like I said, is a good example of something you could reasonably legitimately be frustrated and angry by because this this is a display of gross fucking racist ignorance that shouldn't exist. You know, should not exist here today. It's just dumb. Yeah. So. So that is our, I actually have one more here that is unconnected to these, but it was um, a repost for the link for the Elizabeth Warren student debt calculator. Oh, God. And it said, if this isn't a reason to vote for her, then I don't know what is, right? <laughs> if you think that a reason to vote for Elizabeth Warren is so that you can take your tax money and pay for someone else's student loans, that's fucking ignorant. That is <laughs> sure fucking ignorant, is. right? So, and that's just my personal opinion. That's what this particular segment is. But if you didn't go to school, if you chose not to go to college, and if one of those reasons is because you didn't want to take on student loans, right? I Yo. think that you probably would feel a similar way that you are maybe not the biggest fan of your money being taken to pay off someone else's student loan debt when you chose not to accrue student loan debt yourself. If you don't, 
I'm very interested in hearing from you. I'm more than open to talking about that. Again, this is my personal opinion. That's what this particular deconstructing dumb shit segment is. Mm-hmm. It's why the fuck I think these things are ignorant, right? That's why I think that's ignorant. It's because if you think that it's right to take someone else's tax dollars who chose not to go to college or found a way to not have tax, to not have student college loan debt, debt. right? Yeah. If, even if you got a fucking scholarship or some shit, why should your money then be taken to pay for someone else's student loan debt? You worked your ass off. You found a, you found a scholarship. You fucking whatever, you know, to, to find a way to pay for college so you didn't have to accrue student loan debt. Why is it then your responsibility to pay off someone else's student loan debt who chose to go to school, who chose to accrue that debt? Whether or not it's predatory lending, that's a whole other discussion, whether or not they should have got a student loan yeah. in the first place. Predatory right? lending backed by the federal government. Right. So that's a whole other discussion, right? That I'm not saying again it's not that that's not a factor of what's going mm-hmm. on here but that's a whole nother discussion about whether or not those people should have received student loans in the first place right yep. but I'm not a huge fan of the idea of paying off someone else's debt that they chose to accrue Hell right no and I've talked about this before and maybe this is uh, an ignorant way to look at, at at college right but I feel like in a perfect world in a logical world student loans and the debt that you accrue from them is a really good motivator to get a degree that's going to help you get a good job to pay off those student <laughs> loans. Because if you choose to get a degree that doesn't benefit you at all, and you can't get yep. a job with it afterwards, right? And it's not that people don't get degrees that then just struggle to find jobs afterwards, because that does happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about a degree that you know doesn't help you in any fucking job that you're trying to get, right? But you wouldn't have got that one anyway. It's almost as, that's, if, you as know, if these people that are getting any of these programs have no actual sense of what money really is. And what it really means, because they've never had a fucking job before their whole life. Everything's been taken <laughs> care of them for their whole life. And college is just an extension of that because the federal go- government guarantees you a loan to go basically whatever fucking school you want to go to as long as you can get in. And you don't have to worry about paying a dime of it for the most part. You can skirt your way right through and the next thing you know, you got a mortgage to pay for, but nothing to show for it. <laughs> it's because we've put... I don't, I'm not going to get on a whole fucking college Hey, you can here, say whatever you want, man. That's up to you. We have pushed the necessity to go to college and in some form of a college or university for so long now, it has lost any and all meaning except for a very few cases. For the most part, if you do not need to go to college to get into whatever industry you're going to get into, don't go to college right away. Newsflash, if you can't pay to go to college to go do this, then don't do it. If you get into a, a field that you enjoy and you realize that your a college degree would pay dividends later down the road, you make that decision then. You you already have job experience. You know what it takes to live and try to get by on a paycheck. Now you can make an educated decision about getting into a massive amount of debt, investing in yourself so that one day you can pay that back and be better off in the future. Yeah. But when the whole college market is flooded with just everyone that, you know, it's a societal requirement now that you go to college. For what? You know, if every if you flood the market, what's I'm trying to make an economics, you know, it's supply and demand. Yeah. If you have a flood of supply, there is no more demand for those people. You're not going to be able to to bargain for a better wage because you and a hundred other fucking people have the same exact degree with no real work experience, no real life experience. Why would anybody want to hire you for less than the minimum wage that they are required by law to pay you? They're more likely to pay whoever's willing to take the least amount of money than who wants the most amount of money. Yeah, it's a, it's a perverse incentive. Yeah, if they have a huge pool of people to hire from and someone's willing to take 
$40,000 less than the next person, then they're going to hire that first person. Yep. And that's not even getting into the the real nitty-gritty of why college is so expensive when it doesn't need to be. Yeah, that has way more to do with administration and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. that's a, a larger topic. So the next thing yep. I want to talk about is a small update on the vaping deaths and sickness, right? Oh, so, my God, the so, epidemic. So we talked about this last week, and it's important to note most news stores are not noting this. That five of the six deaths that have happened are or can be correlated to black market THC cartridges. Which they still can't even prove there. They have a single correlation that it makes sense because that's the one common factor they found in those five cases. But there's also one woman who was not using black market THC. She'd been vaping for like a week Mm -hmm. and then died. I don't know this. This particular part is total... Opinion. I think if that happened, she probably was smoking cigarettes for a really long time. Was probably really sick already. Could be. And then started vaping and then oh, died. Yeah. That's it, totally opinion. I don't. That's speculation. I don't know. I don't have any facts to support that. The that's problem is just with, a, nobody knows right at all what's going on right now, and people so, are operating off the assumption that it's the single act of vaping period that is wrong. So on Wednesday, right? Yes. I was listening to one of these podcasts. It was fucking up first. Start here. Yes. But it was start, start here. here in Wisconsin, right? There was, in an apartment, one property, police seized approximately 31,200 vape cartridges, each filled with one gram of oil containing THC. They also seized 98,000 unfilled vape cartridges, 57 mason jars filled with approximately 1,616 ounces of refined liquid THC, and approximately 18 pounds of cannabis. That's a lot of, that's a lot of weed. (laughs) These... Are black market THC cartridges. Yes. They are not going to be sold in a store. Period. But I also saw earlier this week there was an article that was talking about a guy who died from store-bought THC cartridges. So I looked more into it. That's not what these Oregon stories say, right? Because this was the death in Oregon. This mm-hmm. guy had a cartridge told the police he frequented two weed stores. They were not able to find the product that he had at the weed stores. Surprise. So it's probably not purchased at the weed store if you can't find it and no one said that they could find it. But then I saw another article that said that they are connecting some cheaper cartridges that have or they're pulling off the shelves cheaper cartridges that have natural and artificial flavors in them because it doesn't describe what those are. It just says that they're natural and artificial. So just out of concern, some stores are pulling Cheaper cartridges that don't list. Well, not, I guess I'm speculating. Cheaper That's cartridges. consumer protectionism, which is yeah, which is a way for a company to dodge the incoming problem that might be coming. It just it allows them to take a step back and say, "Hey, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. We have enough product that we can sell." Otherwise, yes, the one store that they talked about in this, I don't remember what the name of the store was, but it had the largest. Um, like inventory in Oregon. So it was the bigger store. So they're not going to hurt from pulling, mm-hmm. you know, a certain brand off the shelves. Um, there's enough other brands out there. We yeah. I have an ashtray. I just realized uh, I that. I just kind of <laughs> used the I hope that's okay. Fuck. Yeah. That's um, totally fine. I also saw companies like PAX coming out and saying things on social media that are saying, you know, our products have not been connected with any of these deaths or any sicknesses. We do not use vitamin, liquid vitamin E. We do not use, you know, anything that's not natural. So I thought that was really cool. You have companies coming out to say, listen, this, you know, it's horrible that this is happening, but we are not part of this. We are not yep. connected to what's going on. We're making a safe product that people can use because 
again, the way that it's being reported, it's making it sound like any fucking dab cart that you're going to buy is going to fucking kill you. And that is well, not and the, the by any true means, public you know, assumption is that this jewel is going to kill you. Yes. And yes. as of right now, like this is so the the nicotine cartridges, the nicotine vape juice, whatever you want to yeah. rail it down to. None of these have been called out the problem. <clears throat> but they're using in every single article that you read, every single story you hear, yeah. they're using the the umbrella term vaping. And then part of it is because at the same time, there is a campaign, and I don't want that to bear a negative connotation, but there's a campaign of different states that are passing laws in regards to vaping for kids, right? They're pulling like fruit flavored and pretty much any flavor that's not nicotine off the shelves. They've already done it in Michigan. The president said that he's talking about doing it now. It's because these two things, I think, because these two things are happening at the same time that people are getting sick from these black market cartridges and they're pulling these vape things off the shelves, they're being mixed up into something, you know, they're being conflated into the same issue. Mm -hmm. When in reality, kids vaping because of, you know, or of, Kids vaping yeah, because fruity kids flavored are kids. Vape shit being easier or more accessible or more like kids want it more. You know, I don't remember mm -hmm. what I, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. Like that is not the same thing as people using black market THC cartridges filled with tangerine flavored beer. Tangerine flavored beer. You don't see a fucking outcry to remove the fruity flavors from beer, do you, Donovan? So, That's what's do really remember, bothering me. I do remember when I was a kid. They stopped selling flavored cigarettes, right? There used to be different flavored cigarettes, and the yep. same argument was used there that kids wanted those more over tobacco flavored cigarettes or standard cigarettes. And I know, obviously, at the time it worked because they don't have flavored cigarettes now, mm -hmm. except for like cloves and shit, you know? Yeah. But Which is almost have... like not even a cigarette, almost. <laughs> right. So, so weird. So I, to a certain extent, can understand because I also see a bunch of kids now that didn't smoke cigarettes but are vaping. They're using jewels. They're using the fucking mm -hmm. the huge mod things for whatever, you know, the big clouds of fucking whatever. Yeah. And if you ask me, this again is just personal opinion. I think we talked about this before. If you're using one of those big fucking mods, right? No shit you're getting sick. In my personal opinion, no <laughs> shit you're getting sick. You're literally filling your entire lungs with – and I know I'm not hating. Like, do you. But if you get sick, I wouldn't be surprised because you're literally filling your lungs with condensed fucking Stuff. vapor, you know? Because it's not like – when you hit a joint and you can see through the smoke, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, this these stuff fucking is clouds terrible. that are coming out of the mods are thick shit you would see in the sky, dog. That you can't see anything through it. Part of the reason I switched to Jewel. Someone's using it in a small room in your house for ten minutes. You can't fucking see anything, you know? Gone. And and again, it's not. I'm not fucking hating. Like I do you. I don't really care. Yep. But if someone I know was using a huge fucking bottle, like, man, now I'm really sick. I have like fucking pneumonia, or whatever. I don't even know anyone smoke cigarettes or anything. Mm, like, that's fucking our modern going through like a bottle of juice a day. No shit. And like, no yep. shit. So that's just me. But again, I don't think that it's the jewels that are the problems. If we are talking about people truly just vaping and getting sick, I think in my personal opinion, I'm not a doctor, you know, I'm not an expert. You're probably more likely to get sick from using a mod than you are from using a jewel unless you're fucking with it, you know, making it burn yeah. hotter or using three or four of them at the same time like these fucking kids are doing on the internet you know that's that's your own shit like you also shouldn't yep. be buying black market thc cards off the fucking internet you know you know i understand the want for it because if you're seeing people have them in other states where it's legal you know you're like that's really cool that's convenient i want that it's not safe to be buying shit off the internet when people are just making it in their house you know the same argument with fucking 
you know, meth and shit. Just people are cooking in their house. It's not safe, you yeah. know? It's just not safe. You don't know Dude. what people are putting in there. At least if you buy it in the store, they have to say what they're putting in it. You know, they yeah. say the pesticides that are in there, the chemicals. It's all in there. Like, it has to be. Yeah. The testing in there is so stringent for things that are sold in stores recreationally and medicinally that it's... It's totally different. And yeah. It's, it's the difference between, different like, methamphetamines and amphetamines. Yeah. You know, you can go get... Adderall and be fucked off your ass the rest of your life and completely addicted and die young because you became addicted to Adderall or you could just do meth. One's obviously going to kill you faster, but the other one is cleaner and safer. I used to do Adderall all the time when I was younger, especially, and I'm sorry, mom, because I know that you're watching this, but like when I worked at the call center when I first worked there, I was working 10 hour shifts mm-hmm. and I was like still just learning and like trying to figure everything out. And now, yeah, I was buying Adderall from other kids and like taking it and I'm like, fucking killing it. Just killing this job because I was talking so fast, getting fucking phone calls done in like two minutes and shit. We'll say one of the so worst fast. industries affected by Adderall is journalism. Journalists Dude, take Adderall at like the, one of the highest levels as far as industry to industry goes. Yeah. And it, Totally makes sense. Help me take my notes way faster. Yeah, That's for sure. Pay attention even more clearer and sharper yeah. and blah blah blah. But then you're just you're just up for like 24 hours. I Straight. did take too much Adderall once and then couldn't sleep that night. Like I took a little bit more than normal. I don't remember why I did that. And then I could not sleep that night. Or maybe I took it later than normal or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. couldn't sleep. So then I, I mean, had to take more. Like, you deal with Adderall addiction uh, with somebody that you know very well on almost a daily basis, and you have seen what that does to human beings it's hard yeah you know and you feel bad because I mean, once you're in it you're in it you know it's a really really tough situation yeah and it's like i remember because i knew about drugs i definitely had to wean myself off of it you know like yeah. i knew that i was like i've been taking it for fucking four months now like and i'm not supposed to be taking it like i so i'm like I can't just stop taking it or I'll probably Mm-mm. get sick, you know? So yep. I had to like continue to buy it and just take it less frequently and then like less and less. It's fucked up. It's super fucked up. And it was just because, I know it's not because I felt pressured by my job. I also was like 19 and was like, yeah, yeah fucking why not? Let's take a bunch of Adderall, you know? So, cause kids but, are dumb, man. That's, yeah. It's, that's the deal. It's a thing that people do. Um, yeah, so I thought that that was interesting, the dab carts thing, because like I said, before we talked about that, I didn't even know that that was a thing. I didn't know that people were buying, and that's, I should have assumed that, you know? I should have assumed, of course, people are buying fucking black market dab carts off the internet, but yeah, right. I guess I just didn't consider that, you know? Well, so, especially because we're in a state where you would never have to think about that anymore. So you just go to the just, store and buy it. Yeah, there's one, yeah. there's at least one in like every town around here. Yeah, so. Fuck, even when I was out at East. Out east in like the real rural, you know, we're talking MAGA country, Washington. Weed stores. There's weed stores fucking everywhere. Yeah. It's the same. They're just everywhere, man. Everybody wants weed. There's obviously a demand for it. Well, I haven't been to eastern Washington in a while, but I got to imagine it's the same over there. You know, that maybe not as many, but just because there's less people. Do you see there's a new petition? Coming out of Eastern Washington to split Washington oh, down yeah. the middle to they want to call it Liberty. That's what the liberty. Eastern Washington would be called. The liberty. state of Liberty. Yeah, that's what it would be called. Well, I mean, I don't know about the uh, the current state of politics in that side of the state, but if our beloved Governor Inslee came from Eastern Washington, uh, I might be worried. I, I don't think you know cutting yourself off from the rest of the states can solve your problem, guys. 
You still city centers, man. Yeah, city centers and rural America. There's a lot of money over here. Is always contentious. And I can't speak to numbers because I don't know how much of the economy is provided from east to west. But I gotta imagine there's a shitload of money in the western side of the state that isn't in the eastern. I mean, there's like mm-hmm. lots of farming and whatnot over there. But I, I gotta imagine there's more money over here than there is in eastern Washington, right? Yeah, like industrial money looks a lot different than tech money and you know white collar money. It looks it looks totally different, but it's all still there. I don't think there's an Eastern Washington Jeff Bezos, you know. Nope. Like I think that we only have. I think we got the only one of those. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. so, man. But that's just me. <laughs> I think that um, might go for like most of the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there's Jeff Bezos, and then there's like Vladimir Putin, and the King of Saudi Arabia. Like there's different levels of wealth <laughs> at that level, but it's yeah. still it's fucking wild. That dude has so much money. The Prince of Saudi Arabia? All of them. Yeah. Or Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. That's who you meant. Jeff Bezos does have a shitload of money. I mean, realistically, he has just about infinite amount of money. Jeff Bezos? Realistically. He's got got less now that he's getting divorced, but he's he's pretty close to, you know. But the machine that he's built that prints him money faster than... He makes more money that you could print in the Federal Reserve, for God's sakes. I mean, yes. ridiculous amounts. There's, you know, what is he ever going to do with that except just grow his companies and do, you know, random craziness? Is he signed on to, you know, there's that group of super rich people that have all decided that when they die, they're going to give away like 80% of their money or whatever. Like right? Ted Turner. Yeah. Um, or, no. Is he one of those people? No, you know? it's the other guy. Ah. Either way. Is he one of those people? Uh, What's that called? I believe so. It's something. Yeah. I don't remember. That's right. While you're looking that up, I'm going to go ahead and give a little brief recap of what we're going to talk about this week. This will be our last thing. We're going to get out of here. So I want to thank everyone one last time for joining us. Uh, This week on the show that you can look out for on Monday, we are going to be talking about some Democratic debates. John Bolton resigning and are being fired and the Taliban meeting that was supposed to happen at Camp David last weekend. We're going to talk about some emoluments concerns that we have in regarding Mike Pence. If anyone doesn't know, the emoluments clause is part of the Constitution that regards the president taking anything other than his salary from the federal government, right? So that's like if you that's that's why every Making president side cash. That's why everyone except for President Trump, every president other than President Trump has put their businesses, their money, their you know whatever they own that they've made money on before their president, they put it into a blind trust. So they have no control over it. They're not actually accruing money from it until they are out of office of the president, right? So many people's concerns with emoluments began when the president did not put his businesses and all of his finances into a blind trust before he entered the White House. So we are going to talk about that and other concerns that people have had since that happened, including myself, renewed ones that happened in the last week. But he's stayed some 296 days at one of his resorts since he's been in the White House. Lots of people have concerns about that because federal taxpayer money is being spent on Secret Service people staying there, him staying there, any of his staff staying there, the security that goes into it, the transportation, anything that happens there, not including any of the politicians that have stayed there. You know, he's talking about hosting the G20 there at one of his resorts next time. Uh, So there's lots of things for us to get into. Um, Again, the renewed concerns that I had this week. So we're going to talk about all that on this episode. You're going to find that on Monday. 
Thank you, everyone, for joining us on our Facebook at Salt of the Streets. You can find our episode at Salt on SoundCloud at Salt of the Streets or anywhere that you can find a podcast. We have our Facebook at Salt of the Streets, our Instagram at Salt of the Streets, our YouTube at Salt of the Streets, where the videos are going to be. We have our own personal social media. I have <laughs> social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Don on Instagram. He's at Big Bird Alpha on both of those things. You can find all this on saltofthestreets.com, including all of our episodes, our blog posts, everything. Thank you again for joining us. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Oh, the, the giving, giving pledge. pledge. That's what it's called. They've the all signed pledge. the giving pledge. And yeah. it was Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. That I was and thinking it's how much of their money is there, are they going to give away? Dude, over, total over $5,500 billion. It's like some percentage of their money. It's like half of it or 80% of it that they're going to give away. And there's a fuckload of people on that list. Is Jeff Bezos on that list? He may not be on here yet. No. That's a shitload of people on there. It's a lot of people. So that'll take some digging. Word. Well, we'll find that out. That's what it's called, the giving pledge. Thank you again. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Look out for everything on Monday. Is he on there? Did you find it? Nope. No Bezos. The fuck, man. Come on, Jeff. Jesus.